it's interesting because the Bible gives us an account of God showing up and talking to man. Not just to one of the prophets, but talking audibly to man. Let's look at Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter. Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter. And that's on the sheet that we distributed to you. But I want us to read this passage together. This is Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 23 through 29. And it's interesting because... God had told Moses to gather the people together. This is after they came out of Egypt, crossed the Red Sea. So now they're out here on their way to the promised land. But God told them to go told Moses to gather all the people together at the base of the mountain because God was coming down to speak. Isn't that something? Yes. And the scripture tells us that the people heard the sound of the trumpet blowing. Now, this trumpet sound shook the earth. So this wasn't Louis. You understand what I'm saying? This wasn't Louis blowing. This trumpet sound shook the earth. And the people gathered together. And God began to speak. <clears throat> In Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter, this is Moses rehearsing that event with the people. Okay? Let's begin to read that 23rd verse. So it was, when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, that you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and you said, Surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore, then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God, speaking from the midst of the fire, as we have and lived. You go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say, and tell us all that the Lord our God says to you, and we will hear and do it. Now, before we read the next couple of verses, isn't that something? Moses recounts to the people that they heard God speak audibly 
Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. And they said, they heard God speak, and yet they lived. But the people came back and said, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore, then we shall die. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> if God wanted to kill them, he didn't need to speak to them. He could have just said, wiped them out. Correct? Yeah. Now it's interesting because in the New King James Version, it gives a subheading to this passage. And it says, the people afraid of God's presence. Isn't that interesting? They're afraid of God's presence. Now think about this for just a moment. Wow. We know God is what? Omnipresent. Right? Yes. Which means he's everywhere, right? <laughs> Which means that God's presence is in the midst of us here. You'll get it in a moment. The God's presence is in the midst of us, even here. As a matter of fact, Jesus tells us, as the New Testament unfolded, that I won't leave you comfortless, but I'll pray the Father to send you another comforter, the Spirit of truth, who will not only be with you, but shall be where? In you. God's presence had been with those people before they even left Egypt. But they had a manifestation of his presence by the cloud that led them, right? Are you following? And yet when God spoke audibly, the folks got scared. They were afraid and said, lest we die, we can't hear his voice anymore. And then told Moses, you go and hear what he has to say and tell us what he says and we'll do it. Now come on. In other words, if we stay here and listen, we're going to die. But if you go on, you go on up there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if, they, if he kills you, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? But if you come back after you hear what he said, you tell us and we're going to do it. Isn't that something? How much does God want to speak? To each person. And because we can't see him. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because we can't see him. When he does speak to us in our spirit man. Do you know what I'm saying? He doesn't necessarily speak in an audible voice. I mean, can you imagine right now if all of a sudden the sky got dark and then all of a sudden it brightened up tremendously. 
and all of a sudden you heard, we heard standing in here, this is God speaking. And everybody runs out the house. You understand what I'm saying? And everybody comes from all over and looks. This is God speaking. What do you think would be your reaction? Do you understand what I'm saying? Would it be one of, Woo, glory to God, God is speaking. Or would you, you know, or would you, Come on. Uh, oh, Lord. What is that? That must be something, you know, the government is doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's the plane? You know, they beaming this from a satellite. You understand what I'm saying? Or would we be like them and say, uh-oh. I tell you what. Somebody else hear what you got to say. I'm going, you know, I'm going back in, and, and when you when you all get through hearing him, you tell me what he said. You know what I'm saying? Put it on CNN or put it on the internet. You hear what I'm saying? But the kids, God spoke to them. They heard him, and then they became afraid of him, the Creator. The one who knows them best of all, more than anybody else. And they were afraid. Wow. Listen to what God says to Moses, though, beginning at verse 28. And let's read verses 28 and 29. Then the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken to you. They are right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart in them, that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments, that it might be well with them. And with their children forever. In that something, God said that they were, He heard the voice of their words of this people, which they spoken to Moses. God heard it. And He says, They're right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments. Why? That it might be well with them and with their children for one generation. No. Forever. Let's lock in in just a moment for just a few minutes on the reason that God spoke. He got across to Moses. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments. But why? Because he's a hard taskmaster. Because he wants to beat them on into submission. No. 
that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Isn't it interesting that God is saying, all I want you to do is reverence me, fear me, and keep my commandments. The reason I'm asking you to do that is so that it might be well with you and your children forever. Sounds like to me that God is asking us to reverence him and to keep his commandments for our benefit. Isn't that something? Wow. Let's go fast forward for several hundred years and pick up with King David and Solomon. So hundreds of years have passed. Israel has done its own thing at so many times, right? And so what God said they didn't really keep it. They didn't fear him. They didn't reverence him continuously. They didn't keep the commandments right continuously. But what does it say when David, King David, is ready to crown Solomon king? Let's go over 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. And here we have King David speaking to his son Solomon. And let's read that verse together, please. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. If you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Wow. Notice what King Solomon tells his son. First of all, he tells him at this point in his life, know the God of your father. Isn't that something? Know him and serve him with what kind of heart? A loyal, a loyal heart. And with what kind of mind? A willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Now isn't it interesting because it says if you seek him, he will be found by you. Well, you wonder, where is he going to look for God? Where is Solomon supposed to look for God? And it says, if he seeks him, he will be found by him. Isn't that something? So where was he going to look for God at? Should he go out in the desert to find him? Should he go to another country to find him? You understand what I'm saying? 
Where is he going to look for God? Especially since he can't see him. Where is he going to look for him? Well, maybe we'll go over here and look for God. Maybe he's over there. Are you getting the picture? Well, let me ask you a question. Jay, where would you go looking for God at? If your daddy told you, seek him and you'll find him, where are you going to go look? You're going to go look in the Bible. Go ahead. I hear you, sir. What you say? You're going to go look in the Bible. He right in here. He right in here. My goodness. Well, if he in here, uh, let me just see something here. Uh, but this is a Bible. He's in there. My goodness, what page is he on? He on every page. My goodness gracious. You mean God is in all this? The creator? Look for him. You can't miss him. I don't see him. I don't see him in here. I'm looking for God. I don't see him in here. He and his word are one. Okay. Okay. Well, Solomon didn't have this book. So, so how did he find God? Where was he looking for God? He had that book. That book had been published. To his father in his heart. Trick question. Trick question. And the reason I ask is because sometimes when we read the scripture, we just, you know, read over, we say, you know, he says, you know, my son, uh, if you seek him, he'll be found by you. He'll be found by you if you seek him. And so we don't think anything about that. You know what I'm saying? We just read it, and it's, and it's all, you know, that's all to it, right? That's what it said. So I wanted to bring it on home to ask you, if somebody told you to seek him, where would you go to find him? And you mentioned the Bible. Suppose I didn't have a Bible. Could I find him? Okay. That's what we're trying to get us to understand. We can't put God in a box. Did you hear what I'm saying? We cannot confine God to our space and time. Wow. Did you hear what I'm saying? God is everywhere. Right? And David told Solomon, if you seek for him, you'll be found by him. Solomon didn't have to go anywhere in the natural. 
Did you hear what I'm saying? But in his heart, in his spirit, God, I want to know you. God is present. You understand what I'm saying? It's just like, let me put it like this. Let me give a visual. Let's say that um, Ella told you, seek for God, and you'll be found of him. And I'm playing the role of God. Seek for him, and you'll be found of him. I'm already there. Did you hear what I'm saying? I'm already there. But you have to seek. I'm not lost. But you have to seek for me. And I'll be found of you. I'm there. Just like that song sung, we sung or they played before we ministered the word. He's there. He's always there. Isn't that something? So we don't have to get people to go anywhere to find God. He's not lost. All you have to do is speak to him. Isn't that tremendous? Speak to him. And he's present. And even when you don't speak to him, he's still present. The presence of God. Did you hear what I'm saying? And the reason I'm emphasizing that is because we, through the tradition and just that's because that's what they told us. We limit where we think God is. Don't we? Well, you know, I'm going to church, y'all. Where are you going to church? I'm going there to meet God. I'm going into my secret closet. Who's there? God. I'm going to meet God there. Okay. Where else is God? Where else is God? Where else are you going to meet him? Did you hear what I'm saying? How often do we want to compartmentalize God? Is that not true? Don't we do it? Sometimes knowingly, quote unquote, and sometimes what? Unknowingly. Isn't that true? You know, well, um, you know, we had a great meeting last night. God showed up. Where did he go? Where did he come from? He didn't get there till y'all got reared up and revved up and all of a sudden he showed up, huh? Did you hear what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I know it's sort of crazy when I say it, right? But how often do we live our lives like that? Right? Because if I'm not in a place 
where God is, then I feel I can do whatever I want. But to consider that God is everywhere all the time, that would cramp my style, so I can't deal with that. Isn't that, isn't that right? You know what I'm saying? You telling me if I go to the club, God is there? You know what I'm saying? Well, see, I can't handle that. Because when I go to the club, I want to do my thing. And if God is there, and I respect him, then I can't do that. Hello? <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Or, or when I'm getting ready to knock this person out, you know what I'm saying? If I think God is present, see, I can't knock him out with God <coughs> present. I got to wait till God leaves, then I'm going to knock him out. Well, why are you going to do that? Because I respect God. Well, you don't respect that brother. No, I don't respect him. I'm going to knock him out as soon as I think God's gone. Boom, knock him right out. You hear what I'm saying? And matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to give that girl a piece of my mind. When are you going to give it to her? Well, I'm just waiting for God to leave. Because <laughs> when God leaves, you know what? I'm going to really tell her about herself. Did you hear what I say? Are you getting the picture? God is always present. Whether we think he is or not. Whether you talk to him or not. Wow. Do you think that would have a change in your life if you really believe that? Did you understand what I'm saying? Do you think that that would make a difference in your life if you recognize that God was with you real? Not that if you really believed that God was with you 24-7, do you really think that would make a difference in your life? Yes. Wow. Did you hear what I'm saying? Wow. I mean, you know, when I go to the bathroom, I, he ain't there. Hello, wake up. <laughs> Oh, no. He waits out the door for me. No, he's present. My goodness. We're sharing that because the all-present God wants the best for you. Just like he told Moses to tell the people fear me keep my commandments so that it will go well with you and your children forever David told Solomon know the God of your father serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind for God knows all the thoughts and intents of your heart he searches the heart are you understanding? So in other words, when you don't even acknowledge his presence, do 
Do you know he's still searching your heart? Isn't that something? He's still aware of everything you're thinking. He's aware of everything you're doing. He's aware of the intensive thoughts of all your thoughts. He knows all your motives. He knows you inside out. When you say you just want some quiet time, I just want some time by myself. Do you realize you never have time by yourself? Did you ever think about that? Well, you know, I just want everybody out of the house. Everybody, get out. Get out. I just want some time to myself. So everybody marches out. Go do their thing. And you, it's just good to be here by myself. And you sit down. And you think you all by yourself. And guess who's looking? <laughs> wow. Guess who's looking? What you gonna do? Now you got this quiet time. What you gonna do? Are you following what I'm saying? Isn't that exciting, y'all? Aren't you thrilled to find out that God is with you 24-7? 365 days a year plus one more day and leave here. <laughs> wow. I know you didn't think you'd get that this morning, did you? <laughs> I didn't either. But that's what the Spirit of God is reminding us of. That he's with us. 24-7. Now, will it make a difference in how you conduct yourself? Do you hear what I'm saying? If you believe it. <laughs> how often in the Bible does it talk about they worship me with their lips but their heart is far from me. Did you hear what I'm saying? So they're saying all the right words but their heart is far from me. God says. Wow. How often do we find ourselves Saying the right words. But our hearts may be what? Far from him. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Is. God says he's everywhere. And yet we categorize him and try to locate him, etc. Based on our own point of reference. Did you hear what I said? Based on our own point of reference is, why, is how we define where God is. Isn't that something? You would think we're the creator, right? And we created God for our convenience. 
instead of him being the creator and created us for his good pleasure. Isn't that something? And then we're the ones who are afraid of him. Isn't that something? If anything, you think he should be afraid of us, right? If they say, I'm scared of you. <laughs> I'm scared of you. Flip the script, y'all. God is not limited to our point of reference. Did you understand what I'm saying? He's everywhere. And he knows where all of us are. He knows everything we're thinking. He knows everywhere we go. He knows everything we do. Wow. That ought to make you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Because we think he's only going to show up in those rough times, right? In those hard times. In the rough spots. We call out for who? God, help me. You think he wants to just acknowledge you to acknowledge him when the good times take place too? You know what I'm saying? God, the saints used to say, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you when I go to sleep at night that you neither slumber nor sleep, right? Well, we're going to find out in just a moment. Neither do Look at what Solomon says in 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles, the first chapter. Wow. 2 Chronicles, first chapter, verse 7, 7 through 12. And let's read it together, please. On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O God, let your promise to David my father be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. Wow. The interesting thing in one translation, in one passage it says, when it says, on that night God appeared to Solomon, it says in a dream, God appeared to Solomon, right? So Solomon was asleep. God appeared to him, spoke to him, and asked him, what shall I give you? 
Isn't that something? And then in verse 11, God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for these other things, Solomon was asleep in the natural, but his spirit was awake. Wow. Did you hear what I'm saying? And God carried on a conversation with Solomon, the real Solomon. <laughs> Isn't that something? Lord have mercy. That'll get you in a few moments. <laughs> and Solomon answered God's question. What can I give you? What can I give you, Solomon? And I just want to think, God asked him where he was asleep so he could get the right answer from his spirit. <laughs> Not his flesh. Because, you know, some, you know, if you do, God was showing up, you know, like, hey, let me give myself together. I want to ask God for the right thing, you know. Oh, God, I, you know what, God? I just want all the riches and give me the wealth, you know, just and do something about my enemies. And, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just take care of them because, you know, I'm sick of these folks. So, you know, you take care of these folks for me and, you know, such and such, such and such. But I believe God just waited till Solomon was asleep and showed up and said, hey, Solomon. What do you want me to give you? Isn't that something? And Solomon says, in one passage it says, I'm just a child. He can ready to be king. I'm just a child. I don't know how to go in and out among this great people. Just give me discernment. Give me some, give me some wisdom that I'll know how to judge such a great people. And God says, because... This was in your heart. Come on, y'all. This was in your heart. Does that sound similar to what he told Moses about the people? I wish they had a heart to fear me. I wish they had a heart to keep my commandments so that it would be well with them and their children forever. Do you hear what I'm saying? A follow-up to this is going to be, it's a matter of the heart. I believe that's going to be our next message. It's a matter of the heart. But I want you to understand that God spoke to Solomon in his spirit. Wow. Yes. And of course, we know Solomon as a result of his conversation. What did God give him? Wisdom and knowledge. And not only that, he says, but because, and this always gets me, y'all. I, I don't think we read this sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I don't think people really read this. But God said, because you did not ask for riches or wealth or 
honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life. Come on. That would almost be at the top of our list, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't that be, those items would be almost at the top of our list, wouldn't it? Lord, I want to live long, and uh, Lord, I want you to give me all your riches, all the riches, you know what I'm saying? There's the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just, so I want all the wealth, I want all the, my enemies, I want the honor, I want the riches. Hello. You know what I'm saying? I want to go to that J-O-B, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't want to go to that J-O-B. I don't want that unemployment. You know what I'm saying? Let me be the $7,000 a week person, you know. <laughs> For life. Let me come on, you know. You can do this thing, God, because you're a miracle worker. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, right? Come on, you know. I know everybody's so quiet. But you do you understand? I think there's some identification somewhere along the way. You understand what I'm saying? Because hey. And God says, because you didn't ask for all that stuff. Solomon. But have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I've made you king. Wait a minute. Sounds like God was impressed by what Solomon asked for. Right? For wisdom and knowledge so that he could judge the great people that God had made him king over. Right? You think God would be impressed if you asked for wisdom and knowledge, God, so I can know how to serve you so I would know how to reverence you so I would know how to keep your commandments you think he'd be impressed if we ask him God give me some wisdom and knowledge on how to reverence you how to worship you how to keep your commandments because tied to that is, so it would be well with me and my children forever. Amen. Now what does the well include? Sounds like if God said it, it's everything that God categorizes as being well. Did you hear what I said? We're pulling it together, y'all. Do you think he'd be impressed a little bit if instead of on the top of our list, we had give me the riches, give me the wealth, give me the honor, take care of my enemies, give me long life. You think he'd be impressed if we said, God, I just want some wisdom and knowledge on how to reference you. How to keep your commandments. Lord, have mercy. Did you hear what I said? Wow, that changed the script, didn't it? Well, y'all, you know, if you get that thousand dollars, you're going to be blessed. Before you leave out of here, you're going to be a billionaire. You know that? Come on, y'all. Ah! Yeah, 
Okay, let's go. <laughs> when was the last time folks got shouted because they asked God for some wisdom and knowledge on how to reverence Him? Mm. <laughs> how to keep His commandments? Well, you know I ain't perfect, y'all. <laughs> you know I ain't perfect, so you know I ain't perfect, child. You think we majoring in minus sometimes? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Majoring in minus stuff. When God says, fear me, reverence me, and keep my commandments. Well, now wait. Because Solomon asked for the wisdom and knowledge, right? And did God give it to him? Yeah. Yes, he did. And by the time we get to Ecclesiastes, on the reverse side of that paper, by the time we get to the book of Ecclesiastes that Solomon penned, he starts off the book talking about vanity of vanity, vexation of spirit. Everything is empty and void. And you know what I'm talking about? Because I'm telling y'all, I tried everything. Solomon's telling me, you know, I tried the women. I mean, I had so many women, I, got to I did everything. You know what I'm saying? Had all these wealth and I had everything. God gave me riches and wealth and honor and long life. He gave me everything, y'all. Mm -hmm. As well as some wisdom and knowledge. He gave me that too, y'all. Come on, he gave me everything. And I'm telling you it all is vanity, emptiness, vexation. And then he gets down to the end of the book. We pin it as chapter 12. Verses 13 and 14. And it starts off saying, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Solomon got all the wisdom, he got the knowledge. God added to it the wealth, the riches, the honor, and long life. And apparently took care of his enemies. Right? And Solomon, after he gets all this stuff, the stuff and things, you know what I'm saying? It comes down to chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Let's read it out of the New King James Version first. That's that first call. Let's read. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Does that sound like Deuteronomy chapter 5? Fear God and keep his commandments. This was hundreds of years later. You understand what I'm saying? And Solomon, who asked God for wisdom and knowledge... When he was asleep, spirit to spirit, God was impressed. Told him, because you didn't ask for all this other stuff, I'm giving you the wisdom and knowledge, and I'm going to add to it all the wealth, the riches, the honor. You understand what I'm saying? And long life. And Solomon got all that mess and all that stuff and started realizing it's all vanity, all mess. But let me tell you the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. 
Right. Well, this is man's all. Well, unless you got, didn't catch that, let's look at it in the NIV, the New International Version, second column. Let's read 13 and 14. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. He says, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. That's the responsibility of everybody. Fear God and keep his commandments. I go back and ask one more time. When was the last time you asked? God, just give me some wisdom and knowledge on how to fear you. And how to keep your commandments. Hello. Because the one who asked. That's recorded. Received it. And got all the other stuff as well. And started qualifying things. Saying there were vanity and vexation of spirit. And all that kind of stuff. And then gets down to the conclusion of the matter. And says. The duty of all mankind. Is to do what? Fear God and keep his commandments. Wow. My goodness. Now, let's look at the Amplified Translation. Same two verses, but I think this will blow you out the water. Do you understand what I say? Let's read it together. All has been heard. The end of the matter is fear God. Revere and worship him, knowing that he is, and keep his commandments. For this is the whole of man, the full original purpose of his creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun and the whole for every man. Come on, would you hear that? You think that covers just about everything, doesn't it? He says, all has been heard. The end of the matter is... Fear God, revere and worship him, knowing that he is, and keep his commandments, for this is the whole of man. And then he breaks it down. The full, original purpose of his creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun. Lord have mercy. So if you want to adjust any inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun, you need to keep God's commandments. 
Anybody got any inharmonious <laughs> circumstances? Come on, y'all. Anybody got any little? <coughs> and we go into the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the good counselors and the everybody and their brother. You understand what I'm saying? We go to everybody. And the solution is fear God and keep his commandments. That's simple. UN and United Nations are meeting over everything, right? All these kind of inharmonious circumstances that are under the sun. You understand what I'm saying? Whether they're in the Middle East, the West East, or the North East. You understand what I'm saying? And they're spending buku bucks, flying people all over, coming together and having all these sessions and doing all this stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Trying to get some harmony in this earth. Crazy. But you hear what he said. The solution <coughs> is really the duty of all mankind. And that is to do what? Fear God and keep his commandments. Isn't it? Do you think God answers it? So the question becomes, let's go back to where we started. He says to Moses, God does, I wish they had a heart to fear me and keep my commandments so it will go well with them and their children forever. It's a matter of the heart. Selah. Think on that. Any questions? Any thoughts? Yes, sir. You didn't get the 14, right? I mean, because really, when you get the 14, once you get all of what 13 said, you don't even do no good. When you look at 14, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it's good or evil. If you fear him and keep his commandments, who cares about the judgment? That's like when you study for an exam and you know it back know and it. forward. Mm -hmm. What's the exam? You understand what I'm saying? You already know it. You know you're going to pass with flying colors. Right? So why get concerned about the judgment if you're reverencing him and keeping his commandments and all is well with you and your children forever? Come on. What's, what's the problem? Come anytime, Lord Jesus. I mean, you know, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get it on. What's the judgment? I'm ready to show up because I believe, God, I'm reverencing you. I'm worshiping you, and I'm keeping your commandments. And that's something to shout about. You understand what I'm saying? Then you got a solid, solid, instead of an A for excellence, you got a solid 
Well done. Did you hear what I said? You got a solid well done, my good and faithful servant. Did you hear what I said? Lord have mercy. Did you hear? Lord have mercy. When was the last time you asked for wisdom and knowledge? God, I need wisdom and knowledge. How to fear you. How to reference you. How to worship you. How to keep your commandments. So it will be well with me. And my children forever. Because I recognize. That that's why I was created. I recognize. That that's your providence. I recognize God. That you want me to have all happiness. I recognize God. That you want me not to have those inharmonious circumstances. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Right there in your B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> And we so caught up on, Lord, I want to be prosperous. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Honey, honey, I just want to have all the wealth. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me my share. Sound like the prodigal son. Give me my share. I'm going out of here. Going to a foreign country. Hook up with some foreign folk. And they are partying back. I mean, you know, everybody, come on, God. What you say? And when all the money's gone, later. <laughs> we see you later. And ends up what? In the pig pen. Eating with the hogs. And then says what? The servants in my father's house are doing better than I am. I will arrive. And go back to my father and tell him I'm only worthy to be a servant. And when he was on his way, come on, when he was on his way, daddy saw him. Didn't wait till he came to the front gate. What you talking about? My son. My son. Who was lost has come home. You understand what I'm saying? Wisdom and knowledge. God, to fear you. <clears throat> to keep your commandments. I wish they had a heart to fear me, God says, and keep my commandments so that it would be well with them and their children. Questions, comments, any other questions, comments, thoughts? Isn't that a simple solution? Like the little children and the man in the commercial, it ain't complicated. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> 
What do you want, more or less? More? <laughs> what do you want? Wisdom and knowledge on how to fear God and keep his commandments. Or do you want the riches and the wealth and the long life and the honor and your enemies dealt with? It ain't complicated. Wow. Food for thought, y'all. I know you didn't necessarily come for that today, but hey. There it is. The duty of all mankind. Sila again, second closing. <laughs> wow. Does that help really? You understand what I'm saying? Did it help anybody? Yes. Wow. That's still the heart of God. It is. That 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 mankind, the man that he made, the human beings that he made, would reverently fear him. Him and keep his word. And there's a promise with it that if we do that, it will be well with us. You have to look at that well with us, that it will be well with us. So that's with everything that concerns us, it will be well with us. And then look at who it includes. Not just our immediate children, but our children forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's our whole lifeline. That's right. Not only with us. So look how important it is for us to reference God. Look how important it is for us to keep his word. We've got to know it to keep it. Yeah. We've got to know it to keep it. But look how important it is. This doesn't affect our lives. Not only will it be well with us, thank God for that. You know, we want prosperity. We want success. We want to succeed in life. We don't want to close our eyes in death and have not completed our mission on, on earth. But not only will it be well with us, it will be well with our children, not only for this generation, but for all generations until Jesus comes. Wow. Don't we want that? Wow. And all it takes is us reverencing God and keeping, and his, keeping his word. And then we will have fulfilled the heart of God. That's right. That's right. And the key is, I think it's important, Pastor Marlene, we understand. The commandments of God are not limited to what's in the book. Do you hear what I said? When I say they're not limited to. The commandments of God are simply the voice of God. His expression. What he desires. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so as a result of that, what she said in terms of, yes, we all want to be you know, wealthy and rich and so forth and so on. But I think the key is, all God is saying, put first things first. And the first things are 
knowing me, God says, and then reverencing me and keeping my commandments. And everything else will go well, and all will go well for you and your children. So in other words, the well part in there is whatever God knows is well for you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so the well for you could be whatever God's purposes and plans are for you. That'll be well for you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you really want to get into his purposes and plans, you really, it's difficult to do it apart from reverencing him and keeping his commandments. It all flows together. Does that make sense? Because Solomon became king. He got the wealth and the riches and all that other stuff. But he lost sight of the fact. <coughs> didn't come to the conclusion until at the end of that book of Ecclesiastes when he said the whole duty of man, the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. That's the whole duty. So whether your position is king or nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the whatever, doesn't matter what your position is. Mm -hmm. It's for all mankind. Mm -hmm. And we are good at putting other stuff ahead of that. All the time. And God is just trying to give us a wake up call to say, I've not changed my agenda. It's the same thing I said over here, I said here, and I'm saying today. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. And the reason I say it's unfolded is because when he sent Jesus, the word made flesh, Jesus said, I only do what my father commands me to do. I only say what my father, what I hear my father say. I've been taught by the father. When you see me, you, you see, see the father. father. <laughs> so you begin to see he hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Hebrews, we saw it last week in Hebrews 2nd chapter. What did he say? In the latter times or in the earlier times, he spoke by the prophets. But in this time, he's speaking by his son. He's speaking by his son. So the voice of God is still going forth. That's right. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you begin to see he hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And that's why we locked in on. Mm -hmm. What is the duty of all mm -hmm. mankind? My goodness. <laughs> it's not complicated. We made a great effort on complicating it. <laughs> to the distress of mankind. Isn't that something? What a mess. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not too late. If we ask him for wisdom and knowledge on how to reverence.
ask him how to keep your commandments. Did you understand what I'm saying? Now we're going to look at that next week. We're going to look at it. It's a matter 